You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life, featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton. Welcome to The A-Game. This is Jim Ganser. We're coming to you from November. It's flu season, and as such, we're got, we've got a topic that's going to capitalize on the timeliness of flu season and talk a little bit more about data. Uh, but before we get there, why don't I introduce who's with us today? Um, my good friends, Jeff Culleton. Hey. Digital expert. Ooh, expert. I love fashionable that. man. About town. Dapper dresser. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All these things are true. Candy connoisseur. Ooh. Oh, and we've got Joel Hammond's doppelganger, his evil doppelganger, yeah, because evil uh, there's a man with a bushy mustache staring at me right I, now. I think bushy is a bit strong. It's it's wispy. <laughs> <laughs> it's wispy. He's got a wispy like a mustache. Like a mater d in a restaurant. Speaking of flu season, I'm not feeling all that great, and I gotta, I gotta, I'm trying to, you know how it is, like when you don't feel good, so you need to sleep a lot, but sure. then your kids won't let you sleep, yeah. so it's like a yeah, sick yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah you have to be awake. We're in that cycle right now. You need to be awake. Mm-hmm. Even though we discuss the topics before the show every week. I was really interested how he's going to pivot on his start back to marketing, but then he did it with data. He's huh. a he's a talented cat. You still have a mustache. I hear he's a great clapper too. Great clapper. Oh man, great you know who's clap. not a great clapper? <laughs> Joel Hammond. Joel Hammond. Joel, you want to plug some of our social channels today? I'd love to. We uh, have great stuff up on all of our social channels. Mike Pauks, our executive producer of the A Game, also handles our Instagram account. Has a great feature on some of our fun employees who run an influencer uh, foodie account here in the land. Uh, Jeff handles our LinkedIn and has a great job of uh, original content plus some aggregation. And then uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. We're at the Adcom Group on all of those channels. You can find us on Foursquare too, at the Adcom Group. Or maybe not. <laughs> Foursquare is now, uh, isn't it like, uh, it's known as something else, isn't it? Is it? Snappy Does it still something? exist? I don't know. I don't oh my so. God, that'd be amazing. I'm going to go look at it after the show. Oh, Tune in next week. That's exciting. I give you an update on Foursquare. It's called a- <laughs> the CEO of Foursquare. <laughs> Yeah, uh, speaking of Foursquare, I'm the mayor of Adcom. <laughs> so how's that? That's a little Foursquare How did we lose Foursquare from humor? How did we lose that stuff? God, I gotta, we got to bring that back. I'm going to be the mayor of something. Oh, man. Okay. Well, uh, one of the topics that we wanted to talk about, I teased it out a little bit with uh, flu season, but on a, on a broader term, we talk a lot on this show about uh, consumer experience, how it's shifting in the age of, technology and digital. And frankly, we reap the benefits of a lot of convenience um, from smartphones to, you know, uh, various devices, smart speakers, you name it. We basically have all the information that we need at any point in time right in our pockets or on us. Uh, But in exchange for all the conveniences that that we reap from, from these tools and resources, we're also leaving a data trail that a lot of savvy marketers are frankly capitalizing on to sell products to us. You know, the questions that we're going to kind of get into today is when is that appropriate or inappropriate? When is it a good fit for a brand? When is it a good fit for a consumer? And, you know, frankly, the, the promise of hitting somebody in the moment, uh, is that okay? Is that okay on the consumer side? So the backdrop for the conversation and the reason that we talked about flu season is we want to talk a little bit about a story that broke with Clorox specifically. So Clorox, um, and and the product that we're talking about here is disinfecting wipes. 
So riveting. For you just riveted me. I got chills. Oh. Maybe it's the flu. Maybe it's the flu. Maybe it's Joel's mustache. Maybe it's Joel's mustache. <laughs> Maybe it's Joel's flu. <laughs> Take a picture Although of he, it we'll he refers it to Instagram. it as a mustache. So I think it's that's a, a little bit classier. Mustached. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer cookie duster. <laughs> Oof. Cookie duster. And that is one fine cookie duster. It's wispy. Yeah, it's wispy. But let's, let's keep this. Anyway, PG. anyway, getting back to the program. Hello. Hope you guys are having a nice day out there. Uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommend disinfectant surfaces to prevent the spread of the flu virus. So Clorox has a disinfecting wipe out there, Clorox cleanups or whatever they call them. Is that, is that terrible that I don't are they, even know? Are they our first sponsor? Did we just, <laughs> yeah. did we just tip show. our hand? Today's show. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the flu has ravaged my home right oh, now. Oh, God. Everybody yeah, but they, my... they've got this great product, and, you know, wipe down your surfaces. People are coughing and sneezing and, and so All on over. and so forth. Uh, they've actually, in, in terms of marketing, they've found a data partner out there that has a product that is, you know, in the early infancy stages but has uh, – quite a bit of usage and, and utility for families. So there is a, uh, a product out there uh, by a company called Kinza, which is a tech startup um, that sells internet-connected thermometers uh, that people are using to track uh, fevers with their kids or symptoms. You know, people are basically transitioning that into their devices. And then there's a data trail saying, hey, uh, we've got, you know, specific zip codes or counties where the, you know, temperatures are starting to rise, so to speak. And Clorox is using that as an opportunity to, to do some geo-targeted ads promoting these disinfectant wipes. And when you say the temperature is starting to rise, you mean the, the uh, number of people who are showing a temperature mm-hmm. via the connected thermometer is going up in those particular areas. Exactly. So... It's not just getting hot and hurt. No. No, it's <laughs> – they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, <laughs> it, it could be getting hot. It could. Yeah, um, right. But for all intents and purposes, we're starting to see uh, more temperatures of individuals uh, rising, showing that, you know, flu-like symptoms are, are coming into specific areas. So all of a sudden, you could start looking at indices in the zip code level for flu-like symptoms. So all of a sudden, they've got the contextual relevance based on this data partnership – to actually get in and, and serve some of their ads, and they're starting to track sales against some of these areas. Uh, so I guess my question becomes, it seems like a win-win situation, right? I mean, is there anything wrong? As a consumer, Jeff, do you feel comfortable with this? This is, uh, I like anything done contextually. So first of all, bravo to the Clorox team, however they're set up. Uh, for one, just being a little different. And for two, for, for being comfortable as a large organization, which this is not always easy, um, working with a startup who has, you know, interesting data, useful data, but that is just getting their feet underneath them, especially a, a device manufacturer. But golf clap to them for not taking the normal channels. Um, this, to me, is non-invasive. Um, this is, it, like I said, it's contextual. I'm completely on board with this. It obviously does open, <laughs> connected devices open the gates for this kind of thing to be skewed to not cool and not contextual or hyper-contextual in a way that's inappropriate. Yeah. So, Joel, when a story like this breaks 
and Clorox is associated with using data to target people with the flu. Is that good for brands or is it neither here nor there? It's, it's an, it's, I think that's a, Joel. It's this, a fine this man line. has a mustache. It's me. Yeah. It's evil Joel. Yeah, well, evil Joel. I was, I was, first of all, who needs a, a smartphone connected thermometer? <laughs> are you, are you sharing the temperature you know when these with happen? your family? So when you have your Chicago? first kid, yeah. you have your first kid and you have your first baby shower, people get you things you need they're everything. like, oh, they're going to oh, love yeah. this. And then by your second, he's like, you know what? Yeah. Never needed that. Back of my hand. So is it warm? Yeah, they're warm. Do I need to know the degree? Yeah. I'm good. I guess the, I guess the, the, the answer is it's convenient until it's not convenient it's it until it's too much right so i'm lo- reading further into the story and here's a we both have young children and, and jim congrats to you for having a third child um in the near future shout out to little duck yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> little duck february so 2019 it's 1 a.m and and alexa hears you taking your newborn's temperature and um due to you know a telemedicine firm teledoc here you go okay alexa hears you oh he has a fever I can offer you a telemedicine um, doctor or, or, or a conversation via Alexa with a with a licensed medical professional. Maybe that's something that I could use, right? Like I said, I, we've talked before. I think was it a Facebook uh, a discussion where I'm fine with my data going where like I'm not doing anything bad. Like yeah, you're benign. I'm like, cool no... with with any sort of convenience that this uh, this wave of super smart marketing can offer me. Um, we we talked before we came on the air. It, I guess you don't know until it smacks you in the face what's too much. You know, I'm, I'm yes. trying to I'm trying to decide what where's too much. If Alexa hears me talking about, um, uh, you know, God only knows what. It, it, you just know it when you know sports it. Sports betting. <laughs> sports betting, or oh, here's uh, you know, here's a gambling website, or oh, hey, uh, this guy's betting with a bookie, and you know, <laughs> so, yeah. something like that. The, the authorities know? are called. That's right. <laughs> sure. So it, I guess I just don't know what's too much until I know it, until I see it. You know, well, yeah. and this is technology in and of itself. So marketing is the bolt-on to the technology. The technology allows you to do the new things. And then marketers take them, they mold the clay, and they figure out the best way to get to you. So, but the the technology in general, innovation economies, innovation ecosystems are built on pushing it. And so you you constantly are going to get these kinds of um, these kinds of tugs on on new technology and new ways of coming at people, and people for the most part expect it and encourage it. Um, but you're right; the you don't really know the line until somebody has wildly <laughs> stepped over it, and then you go, "Oh, there was the line," and let's not go back there. And I think. Privacy being, you know, I've talked a lot about the next iterations of the digital applications that we all interact with. One of the the core tenets of all of them outside of the functionality is going to be trust and transparency. Can I use you? Can Do I trust you enough that I can give you my data? Jim and I were having a conversation earlier this week where we want convenience. And for convenience, we will happily give more information up front. I will spend 10 minutes with Uber creating an account because... Three weeks later, I want to, with two two touches, get a cab or get a, a ride. Mm-hmm. So we'll happily do that, but that trust is super tenuous. And you break that trust, and going back is a non-starter. Yep. I mean, you have to have truly a unique, a one-of-a-kind offering or product or service for somebody to go back after you've broken their trust. So 
these things, the, the toe, none of these things, in my opinion, ever happen with a big bang. They never, like, oh, my God, they went so far to, the, you know, the, oh, on this that I'll never use them again. A lot of the time it is testing us as consumers to just see, let me push you a little farther, let me push you a little farther. In my personal opinion, though, smart, pe- smart speaker pr- proliferation opens up some big-time privacy issues as these algorithms start listening and then offering and that, to me, is a is a spot where those device manufacturers, Amazon, so on and so forth, are going to catch consumer pushback. Okay, let's let's play a quick game. Ooh. Okay, like, I love okay. games. Is this uh, this Jinx is going to be a quick Coke. game of, of is this appropriate? Okay. <laughs> All right. Is this? By the way, we did not know the gym was going to do this. No, so no this excited. is to- totally this is spur great, of the moment. Yeah, uh, I know it's going to shock everybody out there because we're so prepared every week. Yeah, um, professional. But this is this is a little game I'd like to play called "Is This Appropriate?" Okay, I'll paint the scenario. This one's for Jeff. Jeff will go first. Okay. Jeff, go first. So Jeff is a, a fit guy. He has decided to download an app, My Fitness Pal, and he's tracking how far he's running on a daily basis okay. and his calorie burning. Mm-hmm. My Fitness Pal, which is an Under Armour product, decides to start serving him banner ads within the app for running shoes. Jeff, is that appropriate? Totally appropriate. I'll take it. Totally appropriate. All right. Joel. Is it my turn? Joel's turn. Joel. It's a little game called Is This Appropriate? Yeah, Is This Appropriate? Uh, Joel has a uh, smart TV. I do. And he watches cable through an app. Yep. So he loves to, you know, get under a blanket and and, and watch watch, uh, watch a a little lifetime. (laughs) Little lifetime movie on the weekend. Yep, the real, and the real sorted ones are my favorites. Yeah, and and it's spouse not just spouse murder, spouse kind of things. <laughs> this isn't. No. I have a half an hour free. This is like, yeah. I'm 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 dropping anchor. And in-laws have the kids. In-laws have the kids. I can't remember the last time I had a half hour free. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, um, Joel's Joel's habits have gotten to a point where he's starting to be served ads for. Um, I don't know. Bonbons. Bonbons. Okay, that is so Joel stereotypical. Takes, Joel takes Joel. down four packs of bonbons in yeah. just under an hour. Joel, you start getting ads um, when you're watching sports for bonbons. Okay. Is that appropriate? Um, sure. I don't know why I would need bonbons. I'd, I'd be I'd be more interested in like uh, this is this is like splitting hairs, but I'd rather have ads for like cheesy poofs. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't need bonbons while I'm watching sports. You know, that's more like a you know, dessert type thing. Anyway, but yes, that's appropriate. Yes. I actually do not, still to this day, do not know what a bonbon is. Well, it's, it's ice chocolate. cream covered in chocolate in bite-sized is it? pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. You should really try them. They're delicious. <laughs> so, okay. Back to t- Jeff. You okay. Ready? All right. You got to make this more like close to inappropriate, though. Is this, is this he's appropriate? <laughs> he's building us up. Yeah. Is this appropriate? Uh, Jeff and his children are in the kitchen having a conversation after school um, Jeff says to his children, hey, I wish I had a cookie. And Alexa chimes in, should we order Oreos? Is that appropriate, Jeff? Inappropriate. Too close. First Too of close all, a couple of things. All of those things could happen in my home, and I love Oreos. <laughs> well, how about something like this, Jim, if I may interrupt Ooh. your game of it? Wait, 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 wait. Before, oh, wait. before you go. Okay. Are you, are you escalating? Yeah, is this going to escalate? Yeah, and is he going to steal your thunder? 
Am I going to steal your? Are you are you going to are you escalating to the point? Because like I've got a great example too. All right, you go. No, I don't no, want to. No, 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 no. This, this, was, this is not a hosted game. I just started. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so here's started. my example. All right. Well, here's. Oh, are you going to you going to steal oh, my? Who's, who, can oh, I say if, if it's appropriate or not? It's <laughs> <laughs> for Jim. Okay. This is fun. Right, it's so, for Jim. Everybody's having fun, but me. All right. So so my wife and I are. We have an Alexa. My wife and I are discussing current events. My wife and I are discussing. So my wife's Jewish. We're discussing the Pittsburgh shooting. How about that? Yep. And Alexa somehow misreads the conversation and says, do you, do you have any interest in buying a gun? I, <laughs> I don't even think we need to, mine is even more, mine, mine is less serious than that, but inappropriate. Can All I right, just, so, can I answer for you? <laughs> inappropriate. Is that culturally inappropriate or just well, inappropriate for targeting? I'm just kidding. It's, I mean, it's, Contextually, you're talking about a conversation for, whew, golly. Well, I think the point that Joel's trying to make is it's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's a slippery slope, and we're dealing with algorithms. And algorithms are not people. Right. And as much as we talk about the promise of AI and how it's going to change the world, it's not perfect, and it needs to be trained. And at some point, brands are going to become offensive in some of these contexts. So and it's just an example of a, of a current event conversation going on in your home with a with a topic that may be a little bit more serious well, than yeah. TV I actually, and bonbons and all right. So th- my, like Jim said, algorithm misunderstands and all of a sudden now I'm getting served the something thing that I actually, doesn't fit at all. The thing I actually find interesting about what you, your example is, so take like search for for instance. Yeah, you can exclude sure x number of things around. It's a fair point. What you search yeah. algorithmically. Um, as you create an Alexa skill, even though it is machine learning and it is machine learning from a very large data set, um, you know, it's still learning your voice. Yeah. It's still learning the voices in your home. Exclusions are a big part of that yeah. and should be a big part of that. But all the permutations of exclusions that happen or could happen, too big. It's just too big. You still, I mean, even in, even didn't we have an example recently of a, of a, um, you know, you don't on your site. You don't want certain ads, right? You get sure. But, oh but my god! Absolutely, through. things slip through, right? That it's Who not, are you posted it's not next perfect. to? Is is absolutely. the ad that you're posted next to something you find inappropriate? on content that is certainly not aligned with your brand? Right? Absolutely. All right, so let's go back to one of the inappropriate comments, um, <laughs> namely the the cookie comment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm. the whole everything that we do as, as marketers is about capitalizing on getting a brand out in front of somebody in the moment when in those moments that matter. If you're saying, man, I want a cookie and a technology is coming to you actively saying you could purchase Oreos right now. What's wrong with that? So there's the nothing line? wrong. The, the, the burden falls then to the technology and the brand. So each one of these technologies, as they get better and better, also come with the ability to log into an app and curate what that technology is allowed to do for you, what it's allowed to push for you. So incumbent on the technology and the brand at that point is is knowing that and then saying, if you want this kind of information, this kind of extremely personal back and forth, we'll meet you there. But you gotta you gotta check a box because I have to have an audit trail that says you can't freak out about this. Because I mean legally that that is is going to happen. The problem always exists when those things come 
unchecked. And my parents get an Alexa speaker, and then all of a sudden, these type of extremely personal ads or even interactions start happening to them, and then, you know, everything stops. So it's I, there's going to be responsibility on both ends. The vast majority of the responsibility, I, I feel, is going to fall on the device and the brand, though, mm. as it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's... It's interesting when you start thinking about uh, how some of these technologies are, are working behind the scenes because we're, we're talking a lot about like these hypotheticals. But, I mean, we are super close to, you know, some of these, these technologies adopting these behaviors. In fact, um, there have been patents submitted by Amazon that focus on how it could suggest products to people based on keywords in their conversations. Those Amazon. That's actually happening right now. That is a patent that's been submitted. So while it seems crazy to, to think that, you know, Joel's example or the example that I brought up with cookies could potentially happen, they're actually preparing for that. And we talk about removal of friction. That's the ultimate removal of friction. But I think what it really comes down to is Technology is starting to cross the line, and it's not just crossing the line in terms of what's appropriate or inappropriate. It's crossing the line from tapping on a screen to being out into the open world. So when we talk about privacy, you know, there's a certain amount of you know, expectation when you tap on your screen and say, I just ran four miles this morning. That's saying, I'm putting data out into the world through my device, and I'm okay with that. But when we stop thinking about the devices that are around us, think about Alexa. Alexa's not just in smart speakers anymore. It's getting loaded into televisions. It's in friggin' microwaves now. It's in cars. It's going to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be surrounded by something that can record what we're doing on a daily basis. And I think that's where brands need to be laser-focused on where do we stand on some of these targeting issues and what's too far based on who we are as a brand? Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see who's willing to, you know, jump into the deep end like Clorox, so to speak, um, and who's going to say that's just not, that's not right for our brand. Well, there's, and I've said this a couple of times, there is a, there's a, there's a hypocrisy, a consumer hypocrisy around this right now in that our expectations of brands is highly, highly personalized, highly one-to-one, highly relevant to everything we do. And in order to do that, they need our data. But then consumers get very upset when they have their data. Um, and so there's, there's a friction point there. But technology's job and is, is to go over the line. It's society's job to tell it where it should live, because all the examples you just mentioned um, with Alexa speakers and stuff, it just hasn't commercialized with wide adoption. That stuff is so available and tested and spot on that if society was cool with it, Amazon's got a big old button in the back that they just flip and they're like, oh, well, we can reach you now in these different ways. Mm-hmm. But there, there's, there's a genuine hypocrisy about how we want convenience and how convenience is brought to us. Okay, here's 
Here's one last point that I'd like to make on this. Actually, it's gonna, I'm going to pose a question to the three of us. I will ask myself as well. <laughs> Joel, yes. you'll go first. Okay. Um, if, if there was one product out there that you would be willing to waive privacy on to reach you in any way, shape, or form, what would that product be for you? So I was going to make this point, but this is a great question to answer. We, this is not mocking Morgan Rooks, who says we always bring everything back to sports. But <laughs> during this conversation, it hit me, are sports teams missing an opportunity here? You know, I go to an Indians game on my way home. There's uh, victory-activated digital billboards on 90 going west, right? Mm-hmm. There's a ton of conversation in my home about sports. We watch Cavs games. We watch Indians games. We watch Browns games. Our sports teams, okay, so the Indians want to walk off. Should my Alexa then, I'm watching, I'm reacting, I'm probably pretty excitedly. Should sports teams work with these with these, um, with these these technologies and say, it seems to me like that's a great time to Alexa, Alexa to pop yeah. in, hey, the Indians play at home tomorrow. So that would, be, that would be a product, you asked the product you yeah. know, that, that I would be comfortable. Like that's, to me, like I'm pretty locked in, so maybe I'm not a good example, but like I know the Indians play games at home. If they play a game tonight at home, they probably have a game tomorrow. But... I'm watching a gate, Alexa can hear on my TV, or maybe it's a TV collected, connected to Alexa, recognize that I'm watching this awesome Minions game, probably knows that I might be interested in going to tomorrow's game. Hey, they have $10 tickets available at Minions.com. Check them out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like that's a product that, that would be, that, that maybe, and this is free advice for any uh, sports team uh, employees listening to the show, but that's, a, that's, a, that's a, uh, an opportunity I think that maybe some, some teams are missing. That's great. And that kind of crosses over into user experience as well. And I mean, just imagine Joel under a blanket watching Lifetime movies. And then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, I don't, I don't Alexa chimes Lifetime in. Movies, guys. Alexa chimes in and says, uh, Corey Kluber has a no hitter through five. Sure. And Joel's like, hey, wait a minute. I like the Indians. You know I'm what? already DVRing this movie. You know what? I I'm, better take I'm switching my over to the game. <laughs> <laughs> I better get, I'm going to be jumping around. I better dust off. Uh, Dust off my baseball pants. I better, I better I better slide this bonbon up, yeah. get my blanket off, and, and then, then get myself know, a nice cold Coors Light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great yeah. example, yeah. Jeff. It, same question to you. What brand would you be willing to, you, you know, turn over, full disclosure, whatever data you want to use to reach me uh, to make it beneficial for me? So Banana Republic. <laughs> Shop at a Banana Republic. Bonobos. How do you pronounce that? So bono- oh, Bonobos. <laughs> bonobos. Which is a monkey, in oh. fact. A bonobo is a monkey. Sure. Um, so I, I didn't get much time to think about this, obviously, but the first one. That's, that, that's the fun of it. That is the fun of it, yeah. is my bank. So to me, I can find a lot of value in my life, especially like I just go to when I pay bills. Twice a month I pay bills. And if I could sit next to my Alexa speaker with physical bills in my hand instead of the Google Sheet that I've been using for the last kind of four years um, and just say, hey, Alexa, uh, pay the gas company $62.24. Pay DirecTV. That's all your gas bill is in the winter? No, I, oh, wow. no, I made it up. You've got a very old home. I, I do. I find that odd. No, but we have, uh, we have radiators. Oh, Oof, well, steamy, there you go. man. There you go. Oh, the best of the best. Ugh. You don't like it? In the winter, my gas bill is, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Well, you're all fancy. so. Um, but I think my financial institution, because, you know, I, I bank with KeyBank, 
Um, and I do not all of, but a tremendous amount of my banking through KeyBank. And so all of those things, our life's, our life's pretty simple. There's not, there's not a ton going on. But the interactions that logging into online banking, which is not bad, but if there was an Alexa skill and I could just go like full on, all right, you got everything, I would think that might be it. Mm. Mm. That's a good mm. one. What about you, Jim? What about you, Jim? Bon Bon Company? <laughs> blankets? Blankets. No, blankets. Blankets, blankets, blankets. blankets. <laughs> you know who I want to hear from wherever and whenever? Uh, the good the good folks over at Smuckers. Ooh, mm. with a name like Smuckers. that. I don't know if you guys know this, but I love peanut butter. Oh, and they're natural peanut, peanut butter. butter. <sighs> God, do I love peanut oh, butter. Oh, man. You know, I would just love whenever my spoon hits the bottom of the jar and makes oh. that empty peanut butter sound, you know, order me another one. Sign me up for that. I always want to hear about peanut butter. Oh, me too. Love it. Hey, can I, this is interesting because it was in the news today. Uh, did you see the news about Smuckers? No, I did not. So I think it's interesting from a marketing perspective. So Smuckers um, is based out of Orville, Ohio, which is a very small town, but is obviously a global seller in a Fortune 500 company. They have um, a, a media spend of roughly half a billion dollars a year across their brands. They've actually been selling off some of their non-core brands and buying pet food brands over like the last five years or something mm-hmm. like that. So there was an article today with their senior vice president of growth and customer experience where they are not only, they have unified all of their spend under one holding company, which is Publicis. So Publicis, mm-hmm. for the people that know, have, has, I don't know, 300 agencies underneath it which is interesting, but they're also raising their spend from $500 million to $580 million next year, and they are decentralizing their marketing efforts into the brands, I think more so than they currently do, because responsiveness to them and ability to speak directly with their customer is something that they're you know banking on as going to be paramount for their growth in the future. Boom. Boom. Wow. I think that's an 18, 18%. It's <laughs> a really big sheet. I think it's an 18% increase in their spend. It's nice. It's, it's good interesting. It's interesting. Perhaps, Congratulations, Pupus. Perhaps we could revisit that topic mm. or similar topics as we head into next week because, um, newsflash, we're just about out of time, gentlemen. So, Joel, you want to remind go. you want to remind the folks about the many ways that they can engage with AdCom in the A game. I'd love to. Um, <laughs> the AdCom group on Instagram—it's a really great look inside agency life. Our Twitter and LinkedIn is the AdCom group, and on Facebook as well. We we show you what uh, life is like here. We we weigh in on pertinent topics to our audience, and uh, you know offer our expert opinions. So give us a shout. I'm going to go um, when we're done. I'm going to go get under a blanket and. Watch a Lifetime movie. Watch and, a Lifetime movie. Yeah, I'll catch you guys next week. I you guess. can also find us, as always, on Stitcher, SoundCloud, oh, and iTunes. Yes. For this damn fine program. Oh, it's unbelievable. The Egg Game. This is, a good, this is a good one. An AdCom podcast. Thanks to all who made it all the way to the end. Yeah, join us next week when we talk about Trapper Keepers. Ooh. See? That does sound good. Uh-huh. Oh, that sounds excellent. Welcome back to school. All right, have a nice weekend, folks. Enjoy. Enjoy.